Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Joe Oltman. I am Max McGuire. Still, to this day. Still. One of these days, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my name. I'm going to cut So, so Max, has, Max has some serious issues with, with the Hutton character. And for those of you that don't know, there has been a private war brewing because if you give Max just this little bit, right, and you piss him off, man, he will – he does not lose arguments very often. And he yeah. – him and Jovan went back and forth for, I think, two days. And you're like, this effing guy. It, 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 Are you serious? He keeps emailing me. He keeps emailing me. I keep trying to end the conversation. He keeps emailing me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's so, – I mean, and he's out there talking trash. And I keep saying to myself yeah. – you are going to lose. There's, there is no winning this. And no, I have no. stayed silent. I have stayed silent. I haven't said anything about Jovan. You know, he's attacked me personally everywhere. And people yeah. call me and they go, Joe, did you hear what Jovan said? And I was like, no. Did you hear that he found the, uh, that he found the, uh, what is Ark it? Ark of the Ar- Covenant? Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> in Nova Scotia? Don't you know? It's been in Nova Scotia, don't you know? So what's funny about that is that sword, I'm going to see sword, him tomorrow. They, they found the eBay seller. They found the yeah. eBay seller for yeah. the sword. It was yeah, like so the magical sword. The magical sword that was sold on eBay that he told everyone. We don't know if he got it from eBay. They found identical, <laughs> very, very similar copies of the same replica sword on eBay. I don't know if he, I don't know where he got the problem. Okay. I don't want. So, so it's really funny because the word, the more I get into it, the more I just start laughing. And I'm like, bro, you have work to do on the election. Can you stop going back and forth with Max? <laughs> so Max sends me this email because I'm like, we had enough. Max is like, oh, no, you don't. Let's continue this. But let's not let he Joe keeps, see it. He keeps taking his lawyers out of the thread, and I keep putting them in, hoping that he's getting oh. charged by the hour. Now, and I, I told him, if they, if they charge you by the page, I'll switch to double space. <laughs> no, but the other, part, <laughs> the other part is, is that so I called the lawyers today to talk to them. I was like, which one of you guys is going to be talking to us about this deal? And so nobody's called me back yet. So maybe they're trying to get a, an agreement with him. And then uh-huh. I called our attorneys and I go, hey, this is what's happening. I sent all the stuff over to them. And uh, they went, are you serious? I go, yeah. So if it does cause us any harm, I just want you to go after him. I'm not sure he has any money or anything, but. It'd be funny to find out what he does have. Well, so. it's interesting. I think it's, um, I've been doing lots of research on this. I think it's section 512F of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act actually yeah. holds anyone who files a fraudulent or fake um, copyright claim against you, mm-hmm. holds them liable for damages every day that content has been wrongfully pulled yeah. down. So our content has been so pulled our, down. So our Rumble content has been pulled down for two days. Twitch yeah. has been down for two days. Um, Which is not so bad. there are there are actually damages. Yeah, yeah. No, they they didn't put it back up. We did, we got the copy strike removed because it was a bogus thing, but they didn't put it back up. All right. So I mean, he, so what, there, he there are damages. what he doesn't understand is the last person that did this to me last year, we got a settlement. I think Max, I'm, 
Mr. Producer, I think it was 250 grand. I mean, I'm I'm kind of good at this. So when I don't say anything, you should worry. Like if I don't get upset, you should worry. When you start to uh, hey, we have a guest. So we can stop, we can talk about this later. <laughs> we have a really important guest, and this is actually a serious matter. So I want everybody to understand that hit the share button. We're gonna be talking about some pretty crazy stuff about what's happening currently in the Chicago um, the Chicago public school system. And this this is uh, this is a this is a pandemic across our country. And and that is that there are some massive issues with how children are being treated, parents are being treated across the country. And in Chicago, they can't get anything right. Again, another place that's run by massively radical leftists. Um, but this is pretty serious. So we're, we're going to be joined by um, someone who's uh, deeply in the fight, retired Colonel Larry Kafish. Did I say that right? Let's go ahead and bring him on. Did I say that right? Kfish? Yeah, Joe, that was perfect. Thank you very right. much. Perfect. Hey, thank you for joining us. So our Thanks audience doesn't, me. The audience doesn't probably know a lot about you. So if you could just give them and you know, just give them a couple minutes of, of who you are and, and kind of what's going on. Sure. Thank you. Well, first, thanks for all you're doing, Joe and Max, and, and getting the conservative message out there. It's absolutely critical. And I think especially right now we are in a we're in a critical time. And um, uh, I think we need to do everything we can to try to get back on track. Uh, but yeah, my background, um, in summary, I, um, I'm, a, I'm a colonel in the Marine Corps. I retired a couple years ago um, and uh, infantry guy. Spent uh, seven tours to the Middle East um, in Iraq, Afghanistan, well, Syria. thank you for your service. Uh, Jordan. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I'm, I was pleased and honored to be able to, to do, uh, um, to, you know, to serve the, the country we love so dearly. Um, I did run for Congress in 2014 against Tammy Duckworth here in Illinois. I was asked to come home and, and take on that race. I did. Uh, we did well in the primary, but it was a, it was a, uh, a tougher race in the general. Uh, but uh, we did well. But uh, this is a tough place. This is Chicago. This is the heart of darkness um, in Illinois. So it's deep blue. Um, when I retired a couple years ago, uh, you know, I came back home to see the family. I uh, never thought I'd end up back in Illinois, but uh, when I came back home and uh, connected with my family and friends, um, my parents were getting older. My sister was not doing very well. So uh, I said, I need to stick around here for a few years. Uh, when, uh, when I decided to do that, I, um, I looked for an opportunity, uh, you know, coming out of the Marine Corps and I transitioned to becoming a commandant for a Marine, by the Marine Leadership Academy here in Chicago. So it's a unique blend between Chicago Public Schools and the Marine Corps. And um, uh, you know, it's an opportunity for we, the Marines, to come in, teach Junior Reserve Officer Training Corps and try to help build leaders and uh, good citizens. And uh, so uh, that's kind of where I am. Um, within the last month and a half, a lot of ha has happened. And uh, if you're ready, I'll start to go into it. Let's yeah. go, let's go. Okay, yeah. So. Um, you could see the writing on the wall uh, that uh, the vaccines were going to be pushed, they were going to be mandated, and um, the, the verbiage coming out of Chicago Public Schools administrative with the emails and the robocalls and the uh, inner correspondence, uh, they were pushing it heavily. Uh, well, it finally came down where we were obligated, uh, staff members, to get vaccinated. 
And um, I, um, I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to request a religious exemption. I did that. I sent the religious exemption in. And um, when I did, they sent it back and they said, well, we want to uh, really know what you really feel about your religious beliefs. And can you, can you put them in the space below? Now, I had written about a page and a half of my values and my beliefs and why I wanted to forego the uh, vaccination. But they came back with a document that was, uh, it gave me about uh, enough room to write a sentence, maybe two. So uh, I responded back to them. I said, listen, I, uh, I, I already sent it. Um, I, you should have had it. I'll resend if you need to. And they came back and says, oh, yeah, uh, please do that. Resend because uh, what you sent before came in blank. Um, I believe what they were trying to do was have me write a short summary on a, a sentence or one. two, which, yeah. Yeah, which would not have been a granted permission. They could have denied it, and they could have said, but we have this. So everything that the, the, the CPS does is really painfully crafted uh, and very coercive. I mean, you can feel it. Uh, but that was the, I believe that was the intent. I think they really wanted to, uh, to, uh, make sure that I, I didn't get accepted. So, and do you um, mind, do you mind quickly sharing your rationale? If it's okay, if it's, if it's too personally not to share it, but can you share a little bit of the rationale that you put to paper? Yeah, no, I mean, um, yeah, I was born and raised Catholic, uh, not a huge fan of the Pope, but I'm a huge fan of Archbishop Vigano. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I believe, uh, you know, our body is our temple. And, uh, you know, we need to be careful about what we're going to be putting into it. Um, um, and, it, you know, we're God's creation. And um, we are not to be polluting it with um, unfortunate uh, uh, experimental uh, vaccines that we don't even know what is in it. Um, so... Um, it went on at length. I can share it with you later, but I, I don't um, actually know why is, you want to make sense. I mean, I don't know why you want to talk logic into this this conversation. I, I would appreciate it if you'd use yeah. less logic and more uh, hyperbole, uh, if you don't mind. Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, um, no, that was awesome, Joe. But um, um, yeah, when that happened, um, you know, I submitted it and uh, they they accepted it. So I was fortunate. So. I had to go in once a week and get tested. And uh, on the 17th of November, I went and got tested, came back. Uh, of course, I was tested positive. I felt great. I'd gotten up early that morning, had a good workout, come into the office. Everything was going great. And uh, they said, well, you've got a, um, you, you tested positive, you need to go home for 14 days. Uh, fortunately, it was around uh, Thanksgiving breaks. So it wasn't a big issue. Um, but while I was there, I'm an administrator. So as the commandant, you're, 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 uh, you're running the military portion of the academy. And um, um, I send uh, messages via email to the, the Marine leadership family, the teachers, the staff, um, the cadets, and then also the, the parents. Um, so I sent a short email saying that, um, you know, I'm not in the academy. I'm hoping to get back as soon as possible. I tested positive, feel fine. Um, hope to be back, at, you know, in the next two days or something along those lines. And uh, and I said, uh, you know, I did get the uh, the COVID. Uh, I did not get the vaccine, and I chose not to get the vaccine because of the information I found on the VAERS website, the, the government funded vaccine yeah. adverse event reporting system website, which we all know so well, <sighs> even though it's, it's it's been hidden. 
And at that point, I think there were 18,000 deaths, uh, uh, according to the reporting, and about 100,000 hospitalizations. Again, with the asterisks, it's about 1%. And it was bothering me a lot because there was a lot of coercion via uh, uh, CPS to the cadets to get this. Uh, and it got so bad that they, uh, they, they got it approved to give to five to, to 11-year-olds. And uh, the, the, pres- uh, the CEO of Chicago Public Schools um, pushed, gave, gave the whole school district a day off so that kids could go and get vaccinated. And you and I and everybody that's paying attention knows that kids have a better chance of dying from suicide, car crashes, and the vaccine. So, so let, me give, let me give so, you a statistic that is actually really important to understand. In 2021, 40% more people died from the age of 18 to the age of 50 in the United States yep. than any previous year. It's a phenomenon that's, that, that uh, many of the insurance companies are actually taking notice of because they're the highest, they're the lowest likelihood of dying from COVID, which means they died from other things. And the reason why this is important Mm -hmm. is because it shows the adverse effect of how they've handled this this warfare. I'll call it warfare because you were in in battle, warfare against the American people. Go ahead, sorry. I I think you're, no, Joe, I think you're exactly right. And I think, uh, you know, seeing right now is the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. This vaccine hasn't really been out at any major force, uh, uh, you know, less than a year. And we don't know the long-term consequences. So I think this is going to be very bad. I don't see uh, a a lot of positivity coming out of this. Um, I felt obligated to provide informed consent to the cadets and the families because they were being misinformed. Everything CPS was saying is that this is this is a completely safe and it stops the virus and you're going to be fine. And we on this network know that that is absolutely false. One, it doesn't stop yeah. the virus. Two, uh, it has severe adverse effects. And three, they're young and they don't have any symptoms or issues with the, with the virus to begin with. Yeah, I think. Go ahead, Max. Yeah. No, no, it's just it's. It, 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 the, so, you you gave them common sense. Obviously, you're not a doctor. You weren't you weren't prescribing them anything. You weren't giving them medical opinion. You were encouraging them to do research, encouraging them to have informed consent, yeah. to understand what they're getting themselves into. And yeah, they I, they crucified you for it. They they went after you for it. Yeah. No. No. I uh, I mean that's exactly what I said. I said, listen, you know, take a look at these websites. Talk to your doctor about it before you get the booster or the shot. I didn't make a recommendation. I just encouraged them to talk to their doctor and get information and, and discuss that. Uh, but at the day later, CPS came back, relieved me instantly, sent me home, said what you did was completely inappropriate, completely unacceptable. People were freaking out. Like, oh my God, how dare you share? with the MLA family, critical information that could save people's lives. It was, it was a little bewildering. Uh, in fact, I was, uh, I was shocked with the response, but the people have been conditioned in such a way that do what you're told, you know, CPS is gonna look out for you. Um, we can talk about the quality of CPS and the effectiveness of, of education, they are in educating in a minute, but, um with this yes yeah, well, they'd, so essentially... they'd have to actually be in school to educate every time i turn around the teachers have walked off <laughs> well let's put it this put it this way max 
in 19 in 2019 there was a large strike in the fall of yeah. 2019 okay in chicago the kids came back uh school picked up and then shortly uh what, it was in march i think uh the COVID came out so they shut the schools down kids were sent home kids in chicago were home for over a year doing what they call virtual learning and as you and i and you know we all know yeah, no, um not, it's it's no learning. Maybe a small population actually gets benefit out of it, but we saw it in the grades, not to mention depression, not to mention anxiety and other mental and, and, and emotional issues. They came back in the spring of last year, 2021, wearing a mask and doing it virtually. So half the kids were at home, half the kids were in the school, everybody had a mask on. It was an absolute atrocity. These poor kids have lost at least two years of uh, of education not mm. to mention the the emotional strife and and suicides they don't talk about it and, the, and there's the other part of it I, I remember reading i think it was 2019 that one it might have been an, a different teacher strike but there's people who went through and looked at the data for um, homicides firearm homicides among children and mm. they noticed a small maybe not statistically significant but a small uptick in the number of kids who were shot when the teachers were striking, when, when school was like, when they were forced out, cause they're going home, they're, they're getting into trouble. That's half yeah. the reason that you want kids in Chicago in school. Cause they don't get into trouble. They notice a slight uptick in kids getting shot, kids getting involved in shootings. So when you see these Chicago public school teachers walk off, there's another element of just injecting all of these kids into, into inner city, Chicago, go do what you want. You have you have a week off while we negotiate a contract for the third time in five years that uh people don't always talk about no you're you're absolutely right it's uh i mean it's 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 in many ways it's child abuse what's happening with the schools and uh you know it's hyper concerning uh they are still pushing the uh the vaccinations on children and you know as dr peter mcculloch you're right i'm not a doctor so i don't I don't make any opinions myself, but I'll use great doctors such as Dr. Robert Malone or, or Dr. Peter McAuliffe, who made it very clear that it is malfeasance for a, an individual or an organization of authority to push a drug, a vaccine, and especially an experimental vaccine without identifying the risks as well as the yeah. benefits. And it's been- And looking at the chart. Yeah. I was looking at these kids' charts. Nope. I mean, if it was a doctor doing this without even looking at the kid's jar chart, he'd be sued for malpractice. But these mm -hmm. bureaucrats think that they can bring school children into into the nurse's office and without even looking at their medical history, without even calling their parents or their grandparents, whoever their legal guardian is, asking them, do they have any allergies? Do they have any history of, of heart trouble in their family? Right. Do they have any history mm -hmm. of strokes? Is, is there anything we should know about? They, they just say, oh, no, it's completely safe. It's, nope, it's insanity. Right. Well, well, so, yeah. so we know we know we're dealing with, right? We're dealing with. And I don't know if you heard about what it came out of the UK, but the UK stated today. I mean, the report came out actually yesterday, but today for us, mm -hmm. um, that the vaccine was actually harming people when they got the when they were fully vaccinated, and it was yep. reducing their ability for their immune system to function properly. And I had a chance today to read the entire document. And it's scary some of the things that they came to the conclusion of inside of the and again, this is the basically the, the equivalent of the CDC inside of of the of the UK mm -hmm. that is stating 
that there are going to be serious side effects, the, the possibility of serious side effects of the vaccine into the future related to um, immune, you know, immune, uh, immunocompromised systems within your system. You know, I, I forget the word they used, but it basically yeah. means that you're going to have a breakdown of your immune system over time and that the effects over the next three or five years are unknown and the long-term effects five to 10 years. And for parent, for mothers having babies, that was the big question mark. And it is, we, we yet, we are yet to understand that a mother carrying a child, what the pass on effects are of a fully vaccinated mother is to their child. This is scary mm -hmm. stuff. This is super scary stuff. It's, uh, I mean, it's something that, you know, when you look in your, in our history books, you look at the darkest pages, like in 1939. I mean, you think, how could that ever happen? Yeah. And then you're seeing and witnessing it happening before us. Wait a second. The, yeah, people are being forced from the top down across the globe, mostly Western countries though, right? You know, Europe, and then we call them the five I countries, England, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and America the five countries, mostly predominantly uh, Western European uh, European and, and uh, English speaking. Um, but that's where it's the worst, pushing these jabs. And, um, you know, then you look at places like Western Africa with you know, 6 percent vaccination rate and virtually zero COVID. And the same yeah. thing happened in India's most populated uh, populated state. But um, wait, wait, in India, a standard protocol is to administer ivermectin to every one of their citizens across the entire country. Keep in mind because, sorry, Max, you're, you're muted. You're muted, Max. I'm oh, sorry. They voted not to let us know the actual protocol. You know yeah, that, right? They, yeah, but, but we have people that are, specific. We are, we are, we have people on the ground. We, we actually have people that we know who are in India that have told us what they're actually doing in India. And it includes mm -hmm. high doses of ivermectin that are given prophylactically. Yeah. And when they get it, when they get ivermectin, and by the way, they gave it to different cities. And when they did mm -hmm. that, it, th we saw a huge drop off of COVID. You know, keep it in mind, there's over a billion people in India. That's but right. More, yeah. But more importantly, th that's not the biggest part of this entire equation. The biggest part of this equation is that they were told by nearly 20 nations, 17 nations, 18 nations, whatever, that the, that the relief that was being given to India would be cut off if they divulged yeah. what was happening in the country related to how they were treating the 1 billion people. The this, other this variable at play, the other variable at play, which no one really talks about is that when you have a, when you have a population that is younger because people tend to die earlier, yeah. they don't have a lot of 70 year olds, a lot of 80 year olds, a lot of 90 year olds walking around, which we know are the most affected by COVID, right? Yeah. when almost when the vast majority of the population is under the age of 30 and you don't have the octogenarians to to worry about you're going to have fewer deaths from that alone just because the size of the most vulnerable populations like in sub-saharan africa if you are disabled i mean what do you do if, if you are born with an immunodeficiency they don't necessarily have the ability to keep you alive through adulthood lots of mm -hmm. these people they don't make it right so the other side of that coin is a lot of these these countries have smaller populations of the most vulnerable to covid well mm -hmm. i mean i got to tell you india's average average um age of death is 69 so it's not much yeah no i'm, 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 I'm talking about like sub-saharan mm -hmm. africa yeah i agree which is almost like 45 or 50 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just, just a, big, a few years difference. ago, but, but just a few years ago, it was 54. It came down. Guess what is happening in, in Africa? Sorry to, to get you off it. If you get oh, into please. the continent of Africa, uh, since Bill Gates has gone there, there's been a stag- stagnation of, of uh, the age increase of, of the average age of death in that area. Yep. No, no, you're absolutely right. Well, I mean, it's what we've learned from India um, with their with their uh, the, you know, therapeutics working amazingly. Uh, you know, it was brought to us originally from President Donald Trump over a year ago when he was talking about hydroxychloroquine. And then we hear it being used in Africa and India, as well as ivermectin. It's working magnificently. And, uh, you, know, the, you know, the doctors that have used it have said it's, it's, it eviscerates the virus. It's awesome. And you can have to do it. Yet doctors here are, are not allowed to administer it, or many. In fact, uh, just here in a place called Elgin, not far from where I am, um, a couple, a husband and a wife, were in the hospital. They were very sick with COVID. The family requested, please administer ivermectin. The hospital wouldn't, and yeah. they died. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. Uh, Project Veritas actually came out with a great... Um, a great find. I mean, they're doing outstanding work, um, but uh, yeah, this information that came from DARPA talking about from the very beginning, they knew that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and one other, di- serenium, I believe, um, they eviscerate the virus. So we've known from day one that this could be treated with very safe, affordable, and available therapeutics, and it was squashed. There needs to be so much justice and, 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 and uh, people being held accountable, starting with Fauci and everybody associated with him up and down the chain. So, Larry, what's your next move? Obviously, you moved to Illinois because you wanted to run for yeah. office. You, you worked at, at Chicago Public Schools. They're now not happy with you. <laughs> what's your next yeah, move? Yeah, I understand. Well, if, 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 yeah. if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't want to be in Chicago unless you plan on running for office again. There's, there no. are much greener pastures out there where you could do a lot of good work with, with ROTC, with Junior ROTC, right? Yeah, no, no, no. What's your, um, what's your plans? Well, that's a whole nother story. No, yeah, I came here for that. I ran a couple years ago um, and then I've been serving, you know, I, I'm, I'm, um, I have a calling like you do, right? Um, you know, my calling was to serve the country. I did it first in uniform. And now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of the Constitution. And that's why I love the way you reference it. I think uh, the Constitution is the key. You know, the, the, fur- the greater we follow it, the greater we are. The further we deviate from it, the greater our demise. So, uh, you know, my mission will be to continue to serve, you know, uh, my oath to office to support and defend the Constitution. Um, so I thought I could do it there in that capacity, trying to build good leaders and citizens and make sure they understood it. Obviously, that's going to be a, a hiccup. But there's a lot of other great opportunities. And right now, uh, we're seeing, I'm, I'm actually uh, uh, looking at a couple things right now. Um, I'll tell you more as it starts to advance. But there's, uh, I believe the re- we have a very short window. We have a very short window to states to save America and Western civilization as we know it, in my opinion. I hope and pray I'm wrong. But um, I'm going to tell you a story. Um, 
few years ago, I was at my last deployment. I was in the Middle East, a good friend of mine. I won't mention names uh, just because I haven't talked to him about it to see if I clear it, but I want to share it with you. Uh, but a friend of mine called or sent me an email while I was overseas and says, Larry, I've been offered an opportunity to run this race, another congressional race in a, in a different state. He goes, what do you think I should do? I said, absolutely do it. I said, when I come back, I'll come down. I'll help you get stood up and so forth. So I did that and I was helping him. And um, I said, we need to go to Washington, D.C. and talk to uh, some of the people that we know on the Hill, some of the senior leaders in the military, um, more specifically the Marine Corps. And uh, let them know what you're doing and, and, and try to rally some support around your campaign and, and, and get, you, get you going. So we went to the Pentagon, went to the office. Uh, again, I won't say a name, but I'll say the, uh, the individual had four stars on his collar. And uh, when he came out of his office to talk to my friend and I, he looked at my friend. He goes, I won't say his name, but he goes, why are you doing this? And my good friend says, well, sir, I'm trying to bring Marine Corps leadership to Capitol Hill. The four-star general says, it's too far gone. And even if you won, you wouldn't make any difference. You talk about a punch to the gut. I looked at him, he looked at me, you know, I don't, how do you recover from that? I mean, uh, I can't believe it. I don't want to believe it. This is about three, four years ago. And I can't, I, there hasn't been a day that's gone by where I haven't thought about what does he know? Why did he say that? What, you know, this is a, someone who's been in the, at the senior ranks in DC for, you know, 20 years at that point. And uh, obviously knew something. And then you see what happened with the election. Then you see what happened with the virus. Then you see how it's starting to be unrolled. And then you see how this evil cronyism of collusion between this administration, big tech, big pharma, big corp, the mainstream media, and we, the people, are wondering what the hell is going on. I imagine, and you can see the rhetoric, listen to the rhetoric right now. Uh, Schumer's going to try to break the filibuster. I don't think it's going to happen. Thank God we got Manchin and Cinema. No, no, no. This is, this is, this is cinema. The, yeah. They're going to allow it to get broken at some point. Well, that's it. Look, but I if that happens, Larry, 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 yeah. Larry, the four star general rose to ranks. There are things that we know that are happening, right? And, and now I'm just going to punch a little truth into you. When, when the ship sails and it's so big and you can't actually tell where the head of the snake is, that's where we're at right now. The same thing happened in the 1940s in Germany. It wasn't Hitler that was running the ship. It was a group of people behind Hitler using Hitler. Hitler was a bad guy. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll say that. Yes, bad guy. And, and having Jewish heritage, I can tell you he's a really bad guy. But... Over here, you had people, he didn't do it by himself. We demonized one man to get away from what was really happening in our, in our society globally. <clears throat> that four-star general looks at it because he's surrounded by it every day. Mm -hmm. And that's all he can see. He can see the, just the, the deep pit that he exists in. Now, I'm going to tell you that the, the way that we solve that, the way you break those chains, the same way they broke those chains 500 years ago. 600 years ago, 1,000 years ago, where we all stood up at the same time and we scared the hell out of the people that were the head of the snake. Yep. 
That's how you break those chains. But we haven't figured it out yet. I mean, for all the technology we have and everything we have, we lack something that they had 500 years ago that we don't have today. Constitution Mm -hmm. and courage. We lack courage. You don't lack courage, but holistically, we we lack courage. It's a tough thing. There's some element of truth. There's some element of truth to what that what that general told you. Obviously, it comes from experience. And uh, we all we all don't we we all understand the cynicism, but we all hope it isn't true. Right? It's true. And obviously, obviously, it wouldn't be true if everyone fought. Right. If everyone fought for it. Part of the reason that, that statements like that end up being true is people say, oh, it's too far gone. Um, but I don't know. I, we might have reached the point where where Congress is too far gone. Yeah, I look out and I um, I see the atrocities falling out in front of us, and I don't see anybody pushing back. I mean, I'll, minus a small group, okay, on both sides that are really doing anything that to, to push back. I mean, these vaccine mandates, completely against the Constitution. But where is the the vigor? Where is the vigilance? Where is the the quest? I mean, we the people can go out and do a rally, but that's not what's needed. We need We're, leadership. We don't need a la- we need a rally. We need to shake the foundations of the buildings, shake the foundations yep. of government. We need to do things that literally require people to get outside their comfort zones. I don't know if you know this, but I, I was I was checking into the food supply issue after I saw some of the things that people were, were pushing out there. And food supply right now across the United States on a 90-day average is at 39% of what it was just six months ago. Yeah. 39%. I mean, think about what I just said. Yep. And what happens when, by the way, the supply issue starts hitting our electricity, starts hitting our water supply? I know what I've done to secure that for my family. But what about mm-hmm. all the families that can't do that? I think what they're doing mm-hmm. is on purpose. And Absolutely. the same thing happened, if you go back in history, to what happened in Venezuela, what, ha- what happened across the globe. Stolen elections have consequences. Colonel, stolen elections have consequences, and we are dealing with those Mm -hmm. consequences today. And it is manifesting itself in our our health freedoms. It's manifesting ourselves in what we're doing with our kids. And you're fighting it going, man, this is is a 500,000-pound gorilla. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. To restore sensibility doesn't take much. We can make it more complicated, and we can build all these things around us. I truly believe that the way that we actually break this is we stand up and create unity amongst people, set aside petty differences, break paradigms, and put ourselves in a position where we say, listen, you want to survive, you want to have life, liberty, pursuit of happiness? I don't really care if you're a pink dinosaur. could care less. What I care about is do you support American values? Then get on this side. Over there is the communists and the socialists and the people that want to jab you with something you can't see for power and authority. How do we stand on one side and stand together? I don't know if you agree with that or not. No, no, I do. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think, um, you know, I've, 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 I've talked about this before. In fact, I've written a paper about it, you know, the strength of America. You know, how did America become great? It became great because it was built on a strong foundation. That foundation was unity. We all believe, well, the founders, right? They all believed that all men and women are created equal. And we were endowed by our creator. 
with certain unalienable rights, which among them are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That was what made America great. That was the foundation. And then there were four pillars that propped up the country and made it great. I call those pillars the founding fathers and founding documents. One pillar, you know, Judeo-Christian values. The second pillar, our history. The third, and then the last is... Um, Uh, uh, our history, but <laughs> yeah. no Judeo-Christian values, religion, <laughs> religion, history, capitalism, yeah, and our founding fathers and founding documents, and those pillars propped us up. And if you look right now, what is being attacked? The foundation is being attacked with the with the identity politics, where they're trying to create divisions everywhere, driving wedges into our foundation. Our founding fathers, our statues are being taken down. The the, the most uh, brilliant, incredible group of people to ever come together. Our, our, our founding documents, they're trying to be rewritten. We're, our capitalist uh, economic system is trying to be replaced with socialism. Our history is being eradicated to create a new one. And of course, you know, lastly, um, our religion is being attacked every day. So everything that made America great is being assaulted. And, um, and I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I, and you, know, you look at the, the mantra, build back better. That is the calling card for a communist takeover. Well, and, and, and by the way, they say things every day that bring you back to the dog whistles that they create. They, mm-hmm. they prey on the most ignorant among us. Ignorant. Couldn't get past a 15-second TikTok video. The radical left are some of the dumbest people I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Evil, evil people. And yet we, we, yeah. we, 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 we give them, we want to reason with that. I will reason with a Democrat. I'm like, okay, I, I can understand how you could get to there because you watch a little bit too much CNN. But let me drop some truth on you. Oh, that's not true. I love going and finding conversations. People go, how do you, how do you have so many times where, Joe, you're in the middle of the... <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Producer, I know you're going to have to... That, I tried not to. But you're in the middle of it, because we have to bleep that out, Colonel. Sorry. We don't have to, but it makes it so yeah, more people... Yeah, no, I understand. No, no problem. So, so <laughs> but where, where, you're, where you find yourself in the middle of it, where you're having conversations with people, I'm like, oh, I go look for it. I look for it. I, I walk into places where they say you can't wear a mask or you have to wear a mask. I'm like, I'm not wearing a mask. And then I'll sit there and talk to them. And I go, you do know that masks don't work. And they're mm-hmm. like, ah, but I have to wear it. I said, okay, I can respect that because you're actually playing by the rules because you want to get paid. And at least you're actually working where people are sitting at home doing nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I use it to give them a little bit of knowledge. I go, I just want you to do one thing for me. I, I said it to the, to the woman that was at a restaurant I was in. And I said, hey, look, I just want you to go and I want you to do a little bit of research and find out why you're wearing that mask. That's all I want you to do. And whether or not ivermectin works. <laughs> she goes, ivermectin? I go, you haven't heard of ivermectin? She, I go, she goes, no. I go, that's the thing that you can take without taking the vaccine and you can save your life. And she goes, that's not. No, you have to take the vaccine. I go, go research ivermectin. Now I'm going to go back in there next week and I'm going to go, did you look up ivermectin? And you know what's going to happen? She's going to say no. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I have come to the conclusion that people don't want their paradigms crashed. 
Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Colonel, once you saw it, could you unsee it? Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, what do they say? It's easier to fool somebody than to tell them they've been fooled. They fight with animosity. And, you know, you talked about the, the, the level of intelligence of those on the other side. And um, if you look back in history, in 1979, when Jimmy Carter was the president, he's the guy who created the Department of Education. Okay, didn't have it at that point. We didn't even, it didn't exist. In 1979, the American student from K through 12 was number two in the world in standardized testing behind Australia. Okay, now after multiple decades with the Department of Education, billions and billions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of people working in it, we are now at 19 and dropping like a lead balloon. They're intentionally dumbed us down. How else could people believe that communism is a good thing? You know, we fought a 50 year cold war with, with, with the Soviets. In fact, that's the reason I joined the Marine Corps to fight the communist threat. And now we've got young people that think communism is a better way to go or socialism. How many people can think that there's, there's more than two sexes? There's 79, I think now and counting. No, okay. Spectrum. It's infinite. Yeah. Infinite. So you, you can't get to that place without a dumbed down civilization. You're right, Max. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, it's all fine. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. Well, well, we're almost out of time, Larry, but I want to thank you so much for, for stopping by. I definitely want to have you back. I was hoping to talk to you about Afghanistan and stuff like that. Didn't have time, but I want to bring you back um, maybe sometime next week or the week after, have you talk about Afghanistan foreign policy stuff because I know you have a lot of expertise there. Uh, but I want to thank you for coming on, telling your story, fighting the fight in in, in Junior ROTC. It, 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 it's very necessary, and I want very, to wish you the best very the best of luck. Hey, listen, I'll stand shoulder to shoulder with you anytime. And I know how to shoot, and I know how to fight. I don't even need awesome. a gun. I don't even need a gun. Awesome. Matter of fact, I prefer not to have a gun because I like elbows. Good, good, good. <laughs> the time will come, by the way, and one day we will be standing side by side because I know right now that the country is heading in a place that I'm not sure we can recover from it. Now, I don't advocate for violence, but I do know, yeah. like you, you do recognize there is a time that the country does need to be saved. And I think we're headed toward there. I hope I pray to God every day we never get there and we can we can go through the proper steps. Someone once asked me, Joe, are we going to have a civil war? I go, who are we going to shoot? Mm -hmm. because frankly you can't shoot your neighbor i mean the only people that have betrayed us as a country are the media and our leaders easy target mm -hmm. seven thousand four hundred and forty three of those people across the nation and frankly mm -hmm. i don't i don't want to have to do that either i just want them to give us the opportunity to give our kids grandkids and future generations the same opportunity that we've been afforded in our life and to continue this this path of the ethos and the culture of our country that has made this country so great Hey, so God bless and you, that, Colonel. Go ahead. Yeah, I would just say, Joe, real quick, that is why what you're doing, you and Max are doing, is so important. Because the fuel for a civilized society is truth and transparency. 100%. And you're hitting the core, and, and I think that's what people like us want. If we get the truth out there, people will make the right decisions. But as you and I know, um, it's being sacrificed at the altar of something very bad. Yeah. All right. Take well, care. You're absolutely right. Well, thank you so much, Larry. And have a great rest of your evening. God bless you. All right, gentlemen. Keep up the great work. God bless. Thank you.
this show. This is podcast. You want to do it? No, no go ahead. You have it. I, I you have gonna, it. Look, I was going to jump right into it because I thought for sure you that we needed it. to talk about it. Okay, so this show He's is got... brought to you by Air Med Care Network. Everyone's make sure that a little flavor. Everyone a little flavor into it. Hey, so listen, I just <laughs> want to thank all of our listeners for becoming a part of the Air Med Care Network. I told you before that I am a member. I even went down, you go to the second step and you become a member at a different level. It's it's important too. So everyone wants to make sure their family is protected in medical emergency, no matter what the cost. But what we don't actually think about is is the high cost of deductibles and copays and the fact that some of the air flights are not covered in many cases. So expensive. Um, that is why AMCN is so important. If an emergency arises, you won't see a bill for air medical transport when flown by an AMCN provider. The entire household can be covered by as little as $85. And now as a listener to the show, you can get up to $50 um, Visa gift card. I'm not going to talk about the Amazon gift card. The system comes in, by the way, and it gives you a choice. Please don't choose Amazon. Um, try to stay away from Amazon as much as you can. But you get that with a new membership. Simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use offer code daily and uh, become a member like Max and myself. So, yeah, pretty great deal. I've gotten pretty good at it, huh? I practiced. Yeah. Also going to remind everyone, for I, I just sent an email to DLive. They took our treasure chest away, which I am pissed about. It's not there. I think it's a technical issue, but we can still accept lemon donations. So if you have lemons to give, we will gladly accept them. And on Rumble, there is a way to donate to our page on Rumble. Um, theirs is a little bit more straightforward. In the live chat, there's a little bag of money. If you click the bag of money, you can donate and you can get a Rumble rant, which makes your comment a little bit more visible so that we can see it and not miss it as the comment section scrolls by. So yeah, if, if you if you want, we do accept donations. It does help us grow the show, grow the channel. Joe, I, I know that you wanted to talk about Mike Lindell because he made news. I saw it when I was watching um, War Room earlier today. They are debanking him. Yes, they are. They're debanking Mike Lindell. They're debanking him, and it's not a big bank. And what, now, had, happened, what, what had happened with this is that the radical left and people that were a part of, you know, I heard Stacey Abrams' name today related to this that they were using different organizations, nonprofit organizations, that they now have emails, text messages, and phone calls from people related to nonprofit organizations from around the nation who were using their influence to batter a bank into walking away from Mike Lindell. This is what happens when you do business with the radical left. I want to tell you right now to walk away from these pieces of trash, all of them. Walk away from them. Amazon, walk away from them. Walk away from them. Guys, listen. It's not that hard. Do the right thing. Step up and do the right thing. Be done doing business with them. Here's what will happen. Your bank account will grow. Mr. Producer, find the restart bank stuff for the God's Bank if you can. Listen to me. I told you before we're going to do this thing called God's Bank. You can go to restartbank.com. You can download the app. We're going to build something called God's Bank. We're going to build it. I told you we're going to build a bank. So we're doing God's bank. We're doing it through the restartbank.com app. So it's an app that's all online. It decouples you from the big banks. I sent Mike a word of encouragement today. But more importantly, Mr. Producer, put this up there. If you're going to buy sheets, if you're going to buy slippers, you're going to buy anything else, support my pillow. I want whatever bank he goes with to grow like crazy. 
I sent him a text message that said, Mike, start your own bank. I'll put all my money in it, every bit of it. And I said, and by the way, we're starting God's bank. <laughs> this is the perfect opportunity for God's bank. And I got so excited. And here, all of this stuff is happening, and you want to get really upset about it. But then I go, yeah. it's the great opportunity where we can walk away from these pieces of trash. And here's the thing. Anyone who has been kind of on the fence, maybe they haven't, they, they didn't think they need a new pillow, need new sheets, new bathrobe, new slippers. Yes. Now is the time to use promo code CD21 at MyPillow.com to get up to 66% off. Because as Mike Lindell said, there's probably going to be downtime. I mean, switching banks is never really that easy. There's probably going to be at least a small time period where you're not going to be able to process a payment on MyPillow.com. So no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, there's always a little downtime. Switching banks for such a big website, there's going to be a little bit. I I think it'll be good. It won't be bad. But put your order in now and get your new stock of pillows and sheets. I'm actually texting him right now to see if I can get him to come on the show right now, just to call in. Well, he's on stage. I think he's on stage at the Reawaken America tour right now. Is he right now on the on the on the stage? Uh, he, he he's either right now on the stage or just getting off. He was just on, so he might be otherwise. Um, otherwise, M- Mr. Producer, uh, reach I, out to Don. Reach out to his assistant, please. I want him on the podcast tomorrow. If we can get him on the podcast, we'll do a special event just for him, um, or we'll do it Monday. Well, you're whatever, in whatever that works. You're in Arizona, aren't you? Yes, yeah, so I'm in Arizona tomorrow. I'm in Arizona tomorrow. I'm going to Arizona. <laughs> Guys, hit to hit meet this. to meet with with meet with uh, Jovan. I, I'll meet with Jovan. He's and, there. And frankly, I'm like this. I'm like, okay, because he's been running his freaking mouth, right? Just running, 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 running his mouth. And so I'm going, okay, you're gonna run your mouth again. Just keep running your mouth. And uh, I I keep laughing because I've never said any bad about anybody. But I go, why would you walk around bad-mouthing me? Well, why what did he say? Run- I saw you just posted on Telegram. I, I, I've been, <laughs> I, I have my feelers out there. I have my, my, my Jovan radar, my Jadar. What did he just say? Oh, he, he just running his mouth. So somebody called me from the, from the deal that said, Jovan's out literally campaigning against Joe Oltman. I was like, tell him to go fork himself. I was like, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll, I'll see him tomorrow. Tell him, to run, tell, him to walk, tell him to walk up to me and run his mouth. Just, just do that. Actually, do it in such a posture that all of the main media, including TMZ, where you, you're a threat to me, do that. D- just come at me. Come at me so that I can be, Mr. Producer, what, what do you think will happen to Mr. Pulitzer? I, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. I'm just going to tell you this. I'm going to be there tomorrow. I'm going to talk about election integrity, unity, and getting rid of the BS that we have to deal with on a regular basis from people who are mental midgets. By the way, if you want to save up to 66% on MyPillow, go (laughs) go to MyPillow and hit CD21. That's Charlie David 21. The crazy part about all of this, Jovan is so pissy because he said the, the images he sent us unsolicited based on the actual conversation I saw. He's saying, where where do I send the images for you to put on the screen? 
Yeah. Oh, it's it's worse than that. After I mean, he sent that. How to is us. he saying stuff about it? I can't even believe I'm talking about it, but I'm going to talk about it because, oh, frankly, it's gotten yeah. silly. And and I've gotten to the point where I go, "All right, come at me, bro." And not here's only that, but I'm, I'm taunting him because <laughs> because here's what he needs to understand: when you operate from a position of strength, it doesn't really matter. All I care about. I've actually said some of the work that he has could be important to election integrity, but he's not going to save anything, and he's not going to save, what is it, the, the Ark of the Covenant or whatever? He's not going to find that either. And the sword that he found that he sells from Roman times that's now on eBay somewhere or somewhere else. Right? Wish.com. Max, we found so much stuff today. I talked to people that he had done business with all the way back when he's had the copycat thing. Q-cat. People have been calling me. Mr. Producer, how many people called me today about Joe Bond? I mean, people that I, were I don't know, but it was several. CEOs so called me. Just we, we should be CEOs. a little careful, right? We should be careful because we have said his name, and I believe that is oh, a copyright strike. It is it a is trademark, trademark strike to say so his I think name. This, this, this show no, is now the in jeopardy. Part, he trademarked it, but he yeah. didn't file the right paperwork, so it's inactive. So we're allowed to say Joe Von Pollitzer. Yeah, without second, second, fine. No, right. what, what gets so me? Guys, what gets I'm me? I'm being funny. Is, is, I yeah. Go he ahead, sends sorry. us the images. Says, put them on the screen. You're like, okay, where are you send them? I'm sending them to your signal. He sends them to your signal, and then it gets broadcast. And then he has the gall to say they're confidential. Well, he sent it to me on the email they're too. Confidential. But they didn't come through through email because, Mr. Producer, we were sitting there for 24 hours, right? And they didn't come through. They're confidential. Yeah. Confidential, Joe. Everyone knows that if you want to keep something confidential, yeah. you broadcast it to the world. That's the most common sense thing to do. And then when you get the confidential information taken down off the internet, everyone knows that you then proceed to go on other shows and talk about the supposedly confidential information oh, and then, and to then other he hosts. Said he right? It all the makes sense. Guys, okay. now I'm just having fun and I'm poking at I'm poking at Javon because I told him, "Come on on the show, Wait, come on, you, I will you debate you. You you poke, you yeah. might get a. <laughs> I, and, and I'm not. I don't mad know what sound him. effect that was. I'm, I was doing the Pillsbury Doughboy. I don't know what sound effect that was. That sounded like a <laughs> Jurassic Park creature. Oh, no. So Thomas says that Python thinks you guys are feds. No, he doesn't. He actually doesn't. But he's been bullied by Jovan. Jovan likes to bully people. He's just a bully guy, which leads me to believe that it's a bunch of hot air because I would ignore it. I'm going to ignore it. But it's, um, it, it is pretty, it, yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. No, Thomas, you're right. I mean, the chances of me being fed. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm a fed. I mean, by any other example, I'd be a fed on the American side. It's a long I'm con. I'm an American fed. It's a, huh? very, it's a very long con. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it requires you to be, uh, I don't know, attacked, you know, yeah, going anthrax. places, talking about freedom. That's a different type of Fed, I yeah, guess. Yeah. This, is, this is a weird-looking yeah. Fed. Yeah. And Gammy says, tell Javon to bully Gammy. I can take care of him, too. She'll get her little hatchet out. No, but, but guys, we're spending a little bit of time talking about this because I want you to know that it's kind of funny. I, it is kind of funny. It is kind of It is pretty funny. And, and when it people is. won't have conversations with you when they do this, I haven't gone scorched earth yet. I've, I tell people if I go scorched earth, you got a lot of. But but I was a data company CEO, and by the way, I built a real company, a real company, a company that did good for organizations across the nation. I did that, right? So he didn't. 
He didn't. Matter of fact, show me where Tesla Laboratories is. Show me where show me where the fruit of his labor is. Show it to me. Wait, wait. You're 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 telling me that like hunting for like I don't know the Holy Grail in Manitoba, that's not a real business. <laughs> So I put a researcher on and just said, listen, I just need all the information you have on him. And uh, <clears throat> because before I just tried to find him, I was worried about him. He did get attacked in a bio attack. That actually happened. But he's so self-consumed with himself that he, he, he literally doesn't see reality. He doesn't. He's blind to it. You know, trying to help him didn't work. It didn't work. So... Let's go back to Lindell's situation. I think we spent enough time on Joe. Wait, Biden. hold on. You, 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 you paid a researcher? I did. Well, I mean, I have, I have a researcher. I could have gotten paid for what I've been doing no, in my off time? Anyway. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> you get paid on my off and, time. And I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I love a good legally worded letter. Oh, uh, and but what was so, but he's been doing this con for a long time on the sending the letters for the DMCA stuff. Did you see the oh, one yeah, where? Oh, yeah, it's a long con. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> people are people are just like they have this blog that no one reads, and they watch they watch uh, Curse of Oak Island, and they see him, and they're like, "This guy's a fraud," and all of a sudden he just like starts sending lawyers at this no name blog. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a blog rated. Like, You're violating the copyright of million my in the yeah. It was yeah. not a not a big You're violating the copyright of my thought process, uh, sir. You were on. You're on cable Okay, can television. we stop talking about him? Seriously, seriously, stop talking about him. <laughs> you can't copyright. I, mean, I want to get an extra 15 minutes in tonight, and I want to see if people want to talk about Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell is up against a serious fight, and what that means is, is that that new, the reason why this came out, the reason why this is important is because we had Tina Peters on here, and he has literally contributed more to getting to the bottom of the election fraud across our country. And instead of actually pay, playing fairly and saying, hey, let me open this up for you, they lie. The radical left does nothing but lie. They lie. They lie about everything. And there's a report coming out that, frankly, is going to be so damning that you will not be, a run, be able to run away from it. You won't be able to run away from it. And that's, that, that, that has been now peer-reviewed. It's gone through critical review. You have people that that have looked at it that are, fr frankly, they're just, they're leftists. And they're going, I don't even want my name on it, but I need to put my name on it because this is so important to make sure that the voice of the American people is heard. People are being red-pilled in the middle of this process, understanding Dominion Voting Systems is a trash system. It's trash. The system is designed to defraud the American people. There's no coming away from it, guys. There's no going away from it. That's the absolute truth. That's not 20% true or 50% true. It's 100% true. And they're caught. And this report coming out will prove much of what has already been proven. It's a nail in the coffin. Be done. Hand count your vote. Make sure it counts. The most important thing that should ever happen in this country is the voice of the American people should be heard. Do not listen to mainstream media. Turn it off. Don't go watch Steve Bannon. Keep your time on the war room. Come see us. We'll talk to you about truth. But do not, do not play into their game. And if you're a radical leftist listening to this, I got to tell you something. I didn't even say it. For those on the audio version, I just gave everyone the finger. <laughs> Not everyone, just the radical ref leftists.
Max, it's Friday. Can we put it the number Friday. up? We can go a little bit extra. Do you have a little bit extra? We can go a little extra. Yeah. If you, go, if you guys go too far, we're going to have to cut the first segment out with Colonel Larry. We're going to cut that out and just have a second yeah. segment and launch two segments. You have to download them both. Mr. Producer, how is anybody going to read that in the middle of it? He put it up. It was a, I, I'd have to read it with glasses. It was this big. Was well, that there a phone number for Ant? has to be at least four times that big. <laughs> 888-441-1121. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. I, I want to debate someone that that is actually on the left that wants to have a, a respectful conversation about where I might be wrong or where you might be wrong. Well, you got to you gotta get those trolls. You got to get those leftists at a very specific time of day. Right. Now we are <laughs> when in they're the under evening. the bridge. When they're under the bridge. So now, now they probably are <laughs> probably are out partying. Our morning show, that's before they wake up. Right? So it's very hard to get leftists to call in at our new time slot. It was easier midday because they're sitting on their couch in their underwear eating cereal. Um, but this is a little bit more difficult at the time slot. We haven't had many trolls in these time slots. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, man. no, because well, it's too early, doing? too late. I'm not, I'm not very happy about that. I would feel better if we actually had more of them calling in. Anyway, so call in and just ask us some questions. If you're a radical leftist, please call in. Uh, be respectful. We'll, we'll even give you some airtime, and we'll talk through some things with you. If you can be respectful. If you can't, we'll cut you off. But otherwise, call in and say hello. It is Open Line Friday. We haven't done that in a while. We'll do it right now. There's a lot of things, Max, going on in the media that we haven't talked about. They're turning on Biden. Well, everyone's turning on Biden, which means it turns on the radical agenda. If you've ever seen history about 1940 and what happened to Hitler, many of the people around him turned on him as the war was uh, coming to an end, when they started to realize that he couldn't win. And much of that has happened now. Now, keep in mind that the radical left and the evil that is possessed by the radical left, they're very patient. They've done this over decades. They did the same thing in 1940. They've done this to other nations. Look what they did to Venezuela. They've done it to other nations around the world, making sure that they squall and, and suppress economies so they can make money on them. You know, buying up distressed economies and buying up those, those assets for pennies on the dollar and then selling it to you know, first world nations is how fortunes are made. And that has happened all over the world. But there's some other stuff um, that, uh, that has happened. Senator published Fauci's unredacted financial disclosures accusing him of being misleading. I don't know if you saw that, Max, but it just came out. I know that um, Fauci said all of my disclosures are public and all of his disclosures weren't public. Yeah. So, so now they are. They sent them to the senator. So now the senator made them public. I don't know if the senator was allowed to make them public, but if Fauci says they already were public, I don't know how any, anyone could complain about fixing that little error of not making them public. It's, it's a weird little situation. How can Fauci be mad at him for doing what he said already existed? Oh, it gets yeah, I haven't had a chance to read them. Mr. Producer, I can send this to you. Let me see if Max, if I can Let me send guess. it to you. Let me guess. You can he share is it. heavily invested in the <laughs> pharmaceutical industry. That's I my guess. I just sent it to you. But is it that is, my, is scary. That good guess? No, no, no. It's, it's really kind of scary what he has. But the financial records, including his Charles Schwab accounts, are in there. And uh, what's oh, really yeah, so interesting about it. You got it? Yeah, give me one second. I got what's, it. What's really screen. interesting about it is that you will see all of the kind of where he's invested, how he's invested, um, funds that he's invested in. 
So he's like, ah, I think this will be really good. Why don't we actually and take uh, that down? Put it on my screen. Stuff. That way we can hover over it. Put it Got screen. it. Put it on my screen. There we so go. Like, Make it a little bit bigger. It? Oh, it gets worse. Yeah. So Charles Schwab has multiple different um, accounts. He's got one worth six hundred thousand. One's worth two and a half million. Um, he he it, made between a hundred thousand and a million for his book royalties. Yeah. And listen, he's allowed to have an investment account, right? He's a he's the highest paid government employee. Yeah. So he's allowed to have a retirement account. What he really shouldn't do is have accounts that invest in the very companies that he has regulatory control Max, over. Max, that's wait what he till shouldn't. You, do. Wait, wait till you get to the equity part. What page? What deal. page do you want me to go to? There's a lot um, of pages. So twenty-four pages. is where twenty-three is where it starts. But as you start getting into his accounts and oh, what no. he has oh, stocks in, and I'm I'm just looking at the, the the growth funds and the institutions and what they invest in while I'm walking through this. But it's really interesting to find out that there are things that he probably didn't want disclosed. And this mm -hmm. is big, by the way. And, and let, me, let me just tell you, here's a guy that makes $400,000 a year, right? You're allowed yeah, to have an investment accounts. You're allowed to have investment accounts, mm -hmm. okay? He's got one account worth $600,000, one account worth $2.5 one account worth $4.7 <laughs> Right here, right. market value of, of the, just the equity funds, $2.375 million. Oh, it gets worse. And look, I've done well in my time. I've done Ooh, well. I have, I have shares of this one. Me and Fauci, we own the same fund. <laughs> but as you start getting into these funds, you're going to see some things that, and, you know, we should actually uh, pull this down, make sure we can grab it, Mr. Producer, and put this into a thing where we can share it with the world. Maybe we could do an entire thing on this directly. Um, I think it'd be better if we did a show on this where we highlighted what people should look at because I have looked at these a lot and even yeah. I'm getting dizzy trying to figure out what's what. Yeah, um, so the, the amount of accounts that um, and where he has the accounts in becomes really, really interesting. And the, you know, I've, Does I've he have wanna... offshore accounts? Um, I don't know. I, offshore accounts would not be listed in his financial disclosures. You would never, you would never to. list those in He's your financial to. disclosure. No, you're not. No, you're not. Absolutely not. Because most of that's held in trust. No, you wouldn't. But what's interesting as you walk through the financial disclosures, very long disclosure, that you will see that he has invested in things that are, uh, I wouldn't say questionable. I wouldn't say questionable. I wish but I could I control F. That'd be so much easier. Like Pfizer, control F Pfizer. <laughs> yeah, we're, control we're, gonna F to, we're, we're gonna have to break this down. There's lots of things to break down in this. Yeah. If you if you guys are looking at this now, I know that you're you're seeing them kind of fly through it, but I think I think the interesting part about what we're gonna get into in this financial disclosure is that he didn't disclose it. He didn't disclose any of this. Yeah. And well, so as you get I I I think the key in all of this, I think that probably the first headline that's going to get written is that Anthony Fauci invested in mutual funds that included, among other things, things like Pfizer, Merck, Johnson & Johnson, right? That's probably going to be the easy, low-hanging fruit headlines. 
because it's an easy it's an easy tack to take, right? He's he's the head of the NIAID. If he's investing in funds that include companies that he manages, he deals with. Um, that's a bad. It's that's illegal. It's very bad. Um, the other side of it is to understand that when you're in charge of this part of the bureaucracy and you want to retire, right? You you want a diversified portfolio. So I, I'm interested right. to see. Because uh, there's a balance, right? Obviously, he has every right to invest in invest in pharmaceutical companies, just like you or I do. Right. If if it ends up being heavily invested in pharmaceutical companies, or if he's choosing index funds or ETFs that have a, a more exposure for pharmaceutical companies, that's where you're probably going to see a lot of real outrage. But the low hanging fruit is going to be like, oh, did you know that this mutual fund is two percent pharmaceutical? Yeah. Well, I don't. I'm not sure that that makes a big difference to me. I think that the no, but the that'll big, be the low hanging fruit for the headlines. Yeah, I think I think the bigger issue for me is is here's a guy that makes 400 grand a year, and um, you know where did he make his money? Not one year or two years, but where does he make his money historically, and um, whether or not that actually translates into any sort of malfeasance. The malfeasance for me is how he's treated the American people. It's not necessarily what he has in his bank account. I just find it interesting that he's upset over the fact that that people are digging into his financials because, frankly, they should. They should be fully public. Um, the other side of this is, is if, if that stuff is not public and he's actually invested in these pharmaceutical companies, if you were, if you were a, devi a, a devious man, which he, I think that Fauci would qualify as a devious, dishonest person, then you would hide this stuff anyway. And you start talking about offshore accounts. Offshore accounts are not typically owned by you individually. And so you wouldn't nearly you wouldn't have to disclose any of that information directly. You wouldn't. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to go through this. People who know a lot more about this are gonna need to go through this. Um because I'm already getting dizzy. <laughs> just trying to figure out what the hell is what the hell all this means but we they're released they might not have been released some of them might not have been released but they're all released now the other thing is senator marshall joe has introduced another bill called the financial accountability for uniquely compensated individuals act the fauci act which would require public access of financial disclosures on official office of government ethics website for administration officials like Fauci so that they wouldn't have to go fishing for this, calling it the Fauci Act, requiring that people like him automatically put all this up for the public to see. I like that bill, but they won't pass it. That is it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily. You just heard our interview with retired Colonel Larry Kafish. Coming up next, we finish out the rest of the episode with a full hour of callers, and we have a lot of fun. So stay tuned. God bless you and God bless America. This is Apollo. We'll see you for part two.